So it don't really matter what type of leader you will become. You, you'll figure out to be the best leader that Futon can be. And then with that, people who want that type of leadership will follow you. And that's it. This is the Paul Goff Audio Experience. Whether you call yourself a PT, a physical therapist, or a physiotherapist, and wherever you're listening to this right now, this is for you. It is me revealing everything I can to help make you a more successful business owner. Thanks for listening. It means the absolute world to me. Hello, everyone. It is Jake, your content editor and social media producer again here, bringing you this mashup Monday version of the Paul Goff audio experience. I'm very excited to get into this. Uh, my intern, Sophie, has actually edited this podcast all on her own, um, and she has selected four very unique videos for you guys to uh, listen to here on the podcast. So Here's a little breakdown on what we're tuning into today. It's all about leadership. In the first clip, Paul talks about how you can get a better understanding of your staff so you won't be as frustrated if things are not lining up the way you want. The second clip is all about Paul's personal style of leadership that he uses here at Paul Goff Media and within the physio rooms. In the third clip, Paul mentions how he calls it tight and how you can do the same in your clinic. And in the fourth and final clip, Paul talks about what you might be missing inside your clinic and in your business if you feel stuck currently. Now, if you like this podcast, head to paulgoffbooks.com where Paul has three best-selling books that are going to help you add more profit to your practice. Whether you need help with hiring, marketing, or selling your services to people that will actually pay top dollar for them, there's a book there for you. Again, head to paulgoffbooks.com and get your copy of one of Paul's best-selling books to help you add more profit to your practice. That's all I have for you guys today. Let's get this podcast started. Bye. Nikki, what's going on? Um, just in terms of kind of setting expectation, because kind of as the business owner, my mind's going at 100 miles an hour and I work at that speed. Is it really, it's not really realistic to expect other people to kind of work at the same pace. So it's kind of judging um, when you want something done, um, are you being reasonable with the time frames? Like, if I want something done, I mean, ask, ask my team, probably not, right? In that I'm just as unreasonable with things and when I want them done. But I certainly probably got better as time as time has gone on. What 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 will probably be I think possibly coming out is the angst that that what we have as a business owner is we think that employees should love the business as much as we should, and we think that they should be as committed as we are, and we think that they should be in love with this thing as we should be. Now, if you happen to find somebody who is like the one in a million, and I I personally, in fact, in the book I'm writing right now, I'm talking about this subject. My view on it is this. I love it like a fourth child. I expect my staff to love it like a great uncle. It's like there's a, there's a love there and there's an affection there, but it's never ever going to be anywhere like my love for it. Like my love for my children will never ever be anything like the love that comes from the grandparents or from the uncles. There's love there, but never ever ever the type of love that I'll give them, right? And I think that that's the relationship with staff that I expect for my businesses. I don't need you to love it as much as I love my kids, but I need you to treat it like you're the uncle. Like you, it's like your nephew, it's your niece, it's your baby niece, it's your baby nephew, and you want this baby to grow to a healthy, strong adult. Give it that type of love and, and we'll be fine. And when you start to kind of 
step back in there, you, you'll kind of change your expectations and your demands and the time frames and so on. It's like, yeah, okay, I get it. Yeah, I wish they'd work on Sunday, but like he was in the pub, right? Yeah, he, he goes to Uncle Bill goes to the pub on a Sunday, right? That's fine. Like, but I, I, I need him back on Monday. It's it's that type of thing. And as long as you're not letting your standards slip, and it and it doesn't become they keep missing the deadlines when you know full well that that free report you've asked them to do doesn't take much more than two days. It's like, come on, like what got in the way? Because more than anything, what I want from staff is for them not, I'm not bothered about whether they hit the deadline. It's did you communicate with me that you weren't? And if you communicate with me that you didn't hit the deadline before you hit the deadline, you and I can both get better at adjusting our timeframes. There's your answer. If this is so there's a chapter in my book it's chapter six it's called developing your leadership philosophy right and what i've decided to do in the book is basically write a letter that i'll be in future giving to my future employees about my management philosophy my leadership philosophy about who i am and what i expect of which one of them is to treat my business like an uncle or a nephew you're the uncle or the nephew treat the treat the baby help it grow if i'm not around you know i'd expect you to look after it and help it to grow and so on and so forth and one of them is I will not tolerate you telling me that you couldn't do the thing I asked you to do. But then I make a point of explaining, I can tolerate you not getting it done, but I need to know before you run out of time that you were going to run out of time. That's the big difference. Yeah, you'll decide who you want to be. You'll, you'll be your version of a leader. Now look, there's different types of leaders. It's like with, with sport, right? So football is my game. And you'd have leaders that are vocal. You have leaders that are, you know, shout, who rant, who rave, who scream at players, and are not necessarily technically brilliant. But then you have other leaders who are leading by example because their performance is so good. They don't shout at people, they don't rant, they don't rave, they have quiet conversations, they have very respectful conversations, but they lead by their performance and with their discipline and their standards. So it don't really matter what type of leader you will become, you, you'll figure out to be the best leader that Futon can be. And then with that, people who want that type of leadership will follow you, and that's it. But I think the key is to figure out who you are and who you want to be. Don't be a version of Paul, don't be a version of anybody else. My job is to help you figure out what is right for you and what is the best version of a leader for Futon. Not, not to be how I am and speak how I speak, or you know, because my personality pulls that off because I'm comfortable with it. Your personality might not be comfortable with it and it might look false. And I've seen people who've tried to copy me. I see it all the time online, people copying things that I say or you know, people doing videos or whatever. And it's awkward as shit when you watch it because it's not what, it's not what is true to them. They've, they've watched something and gone, oh, I can copy that. And it don't it don't come across authentic. So what's the data for me to kind of, kind of quantify if I am on the right track being myself or trying to be someone you'll, else? You'll evolve as a leader the more confident you get, the more knowledge you acquire, the more situations you've been in where you've made mistakes, the more... The, the only way to lead people is to lead yourself, right? And, and the only way that you can get better at managing people is to get better at managing yourself. And the more self-aware you become, the more knowledge you acquire, the more situations you're in to test what knowledge you've got and the more mistakes you've made, the more self-reflection, like what I was talking to you about this morning, even going to bed on a night and replaying your day. Just replay your day in reverse order, it's amazing. You come into situations where you think, oh, did I get the best out of that? Did I, did I handle that as well as I could have handled it? And the very fact that you start to self-reflect and even be open to the fact that you've made a few mistakes today, you're becoming a leader. Leaders are not here to have all the answers. Uh, far, far from it. Le leaders are here to accumulate people around them that probably have better answers than them and be confident enough to say, you probably have the best answer. 
I, I'm just the one who's strong enough and confident enough to go, I don't have the answer. Like that, that in itself is leadership. And would you be so critical about it? Like, I do not have an answer because... Completely. Like many times my staff would be like, Paul, what are we doing? I'm like, how the fuck do I know? That's what I've got you for. <laughs> but that in and of itself is what my employees are looking for. My employees are looking at me going, either he's going to have the answer or he's going to empower us to find the answer for him. One of the two. Many instances where I'm like, I have absolutely no clue. But I know between you, eight, nine or ten people, collectively, you will figure out the answer. Ultimately, you want to improve your life, you've got to improve your uh, you got to improve your standard. Every one of us has a standard in everything that we do. We have a standard in how we learn. We have a standard in how we exercise, our diets. We have a standard in our sleep. We have a standard in our uh, rest. We have a standard in everything. And um, ultimately, to raise your business is about raising your standards. And I think uh, you're right. As a leader, you know you have to set the benchmark if you like, and you you are the one who is continuously pushing it on. But I, I think it's also around. Um, you know, people ask me this all the time, oh, how do I get an underperforming staff person to, to, to be better? It presupposes that they want to be better. And that that's a, that's a challenge, right? That's a challenge that I've found over the years that um, everybody will give lip service to, you know, oh, I love to learn, I love to grow. And it's like, all right, well, what's the last book you read? And it's like, well, you know, some 50 shades of gray or whatever. It's like, right, well, that's kind of, that's kind of like not the answer I was looking for. <laughs> But the problem that you you have, as I, I see it as a business owner, you're only as good as your people. You're only as good as the hard you've got in the stable. And um, you know, you, you've got to make sure, which is why your recruitment is, is so vital, that you're recruiting people who want to be held accountable, who want to be pushed, who are comfortable with being pushed, that one of your values, if you like, in the business is you'll call it tight. Calling it tight is much more important than growth and learning. Um, that that you know is is one of the things that we have to do as a leader. We're not here to be liked. We're here to be respected. And and equally, even with your your people, your team, I don't know if 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 uh, they do want you to believe in them. But more than anything, I, I think they want to believe in themselves. And that's the that's the biggest thing you've got to ignite in a in an individual in any person, whether it's your kids or your family or your your team, if you like your people. I I've just watched staff who have come in. You come into my world and six 12 months later they're, they're just a different pass and, and really all that happened was that the spark was ignited that said look yeah you're on your own i, I took my stuff into the deep end very quickly sink and it's sink or swim and let's figure out what you can do and if i've recruited correctly and i've gone through the process it's very often very very uh, it's not very often that i get you know that i get somebody who sinks if you like so i think you know a lot to do with your staff is is much to do with the recruitment process and, and getting super clear on what you um what you're actually what you're needing if you like and what you what you're looking for time money and people if you are about to say yes to something most of you probably need to say no to something else and i'm great at this anna amy amy loves me for this amy we're going to do this 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 and this and she's screaming in her brain well, which bit do you not want me to do because i'm not going to get all of this done Every time that we go back and we load things on our staff, we're failing to allocate resources appropriately if we're not considering what things we don't want them to do. Now, I'm not great at this at all, at all. But I'm getting better. I'm a work in progress with all of this stuff. None of the stuff that I'm teaching you, I'm perfect at, not even close, not even close, never will be. 
But what I'm trying to do through my experience of growing the companies and now the group is just bring to your attention these things because they're very little spoken about outside of these walls as to what it takes to really run a business and enjoy it is the point. So are we considering the time? So for example, I ask Amy to do something in my marketing team and in my head, of course, it only takes an hour. Yeah, I mean, if she really worked at it, she could probably do it in 45 minutes, right? <laughs> and this cost, I mean, these stages are only gonna cost $1,000, aren't they, Sophie? You know, it's not gonna cost much more than $1,000 to, to sort this event out. And she's like, well, not really. No, it's gonna cost a little bit more than that. And the point I'm trying to raise is we as entrepreneurs, we are great at either grotesquely overestimating or underestimating what it takes to get things through. Can you agree? Are you giggling there and are worried that you're giggling because Tim's not impressed that you're giggling? <laughs> We're not good. And we often assume that people are going to do things at the speed that we can do them at or, or think that we can do them is the truth. And that's your disconnect. That's, that's, where the, that's where there's a, a fight. That's where the, the staff will start to push back. God bless Amy and many staff who've hung around with me. Some people are not that lucky that the staff will hang around with you because they don't understand that you understand what their real issue is, is that you're asking them to do things in time frames that are not realistic. We have to understand that. This is leadership, figuring out all of these things. So what's happening with time, money, and people? You want me to follow up? You want me to do a good job on the phone? Let's face it, you, you know, if I worked for you and you said, Paul, I want you to follow up with my clients, I might turn around and say, Nick, you, you don't want me to follow up. You want me to book patients. Yeah? And if you want me to book patients, I need a certain amount of time. I need three hours blocked out to get going with this. I made a slight tweak to Sophie's calendar on Thursday through the meeting to our coaching one-on-one -on -one with our staff. She said, I do Lisa on a Tuesday and I'm doing Barry on a Thursday. And I, and, I, and I was like, whoa, no, no. We're doing them all one after the other. You're gonna do Barry first, then you're gonna do Simon, then you're gonna do Lisa, because you're in coaching mode. You can't fire up the fairness for coaching for half an hour on a Tuesday and then fire it back up on a Thursday. Starting it is the hardest thing to do. Use your time wisely. Time, money, and people. How are you allocating people, time, and money? Thank you for listening to Paul Goff's audio experience. If you're brand new to Paul's world, head on over to paulsmarketingbook.com where you can get started with his number one best-selling marketing book for physical therapists. Or if you've been listening to the show for a while, you like what you hear and you think that you could benefit from this type of help to accelerate the growth and profitability of your practice, reach out to Paul's team at paul at paulgoff.com and tell us exactly what you're looking for. And by the way, if you know someone who would benefit from today's show, please share it with them. And if you've got any questions that you want answered, tweet Paul at the Paul Goff using the hashtag AskPG. You can also find all of these details over in today's show notes. All right, until next time, have a wonderful day.